So we're talking about stories and uh, talking in particular about the stories that we tell about who God is. Do you, do you remember who it was that first started to tell you the stories of Scripture? Do you remember? Do you remember the people that told them to you in such a way that they stuck with you and began to take life in you? I grew up in the church, as, as many of you did, but not all of you. I grew up in the church as a, as a Sunday school kid. I was, of course, the pastor's kid, so I was there any time the doors were open, right? And sometimes when they weren't. Literally grew up inside the church building. And I remember well sitting in Sunday school class with Mrs. Chasey and her telling the stories to us and us then acting them out together. Stories that still stick with me as some of my favorites. I wonder if you have a favorite story. Do you have a favorite story from the Bible? One that really speaks to you? Think about that story for just a moment. Think about what happens in it and why it's important to you. And if you don't have one, that's okay. We are learning the Bible together, and as we learn the Bible together, hopefully you will encounter one that speaks to you. But now that you've thought about that for just a minute, you know what we're going to do? We're going to stand up. That's, that's you. That's, that's your part. I'm already standing. We're going to stand up. We are going to move around this space a little bit and find someone we don't know as well as everyone else and share your favorite Bible story. What's your favorite story and why? If you are listening at home, take a moment right now and pull out your journal and write down what, what is your favorite Bible story and why is it your favorite? What does it tell you about who God is? Don't do this if you're listening in the car. Just set that idea aside and do that maybe when you get home. But if you're listening at home, do that. All right. It sounds like you all aren't done talking, and that's perfect, because that means you can continue talking uh, as we uh, close our worship today. So I'm going to invite you to move back towards your seats. Uh, so one of my favorite stories, this is the hardest question for me. Uh, because I love so many stories of Scripture, and I swear every time I pick up my Bible and I read another story, I say, oh, that one's my favorite now, right? And then I read another one, I go, oh, no, that one's my favorite now. Uh, so the most recent favorite for me is the story of Joseph and his brothers from the end of the book of Genesis, uh, that story where Joseph is kind of a jerk, uh, and his brothers then, you know, sell him off, uh, um, I don't know any siblings who have thought of doing that ever, right? Um, but, but the way the story comes around and talks about how God works amazing things through Joseph in the things that could have gone very, very badly. I love the story of Joseph. How about you? What's one of your favorite stories? Adam and Eve. Tam, one of Tamara's favorite is Adam and Eve. Oh, that's a great story. Thank you, Tamara. Yeah. Who else? Marissa. 
Jesus walking on water. What do you love about it? It's cool. It is cool. I agree. Who else? Jimmy. What do you got? Bed bugs. I missed that one. Jonah. What do you love about the story of Jonah? Ah, the VeggieTales movie. It is very good. The VeggieTales movie about Jonah is very, very good. Yes. Anybody else? Oh, the widow and the coin, the widow's might who gives everything. What do you love about that story? The more you give, the more you get back. Yeah, I saw a hand over here. Oh, the prodigal son. What do you love about the prodigal son, Trina? Forgiveness, love, and acceptance. Anybody else? Ruth. Ruth, the story of Ruth. And, oop, there's a new table up here. <laughs> uh, let the children come to me. Yeah. It says it twice. Twice? twice. Yeah. Yeah. When, when, when he says, yeah. When he says, the kids are making too much noise in church on Sunday. And Jesus says, let the children come to me. Yeah, yeah. So great. So uh, I love these stories so much and, and the ways that they connect with our lives. Uh, you might have missed it in that reading from Deuteronomy, which was also about offerings. It's this great story about what they're supposed to do in the land and how they're supposed to bring their offerings forward. And then they have this script that goes with their, their offerings. Did you hear it, what Paul read? After you have brought your offerings forward, Moses says to the people, you will say, my father was a wandering Aramean. And we were, we were enslaved in Egypt and God heard our cry. And God delivered us with a mighty hand and brought us into a land flowing with milk and honey. Notice what happens in that story. That is at least a generation, probably two generations after the exodus happens. And the way you are supposed to tell the story is not by saying, my ancestors were delivered from Egypt. They were rescued by God. But we... It becomes our story as they tell it. My father was a wandering Aramean. There's only one person whose father is Abraham, the wandering Aramean, and that's, right, Isaac. But we are called to say that my father was a wandering Aramean, that we were enslaved with Egypt, that we got to witness that time when God walked on water. That when we didn't want to go where we wanted, we were tossed into the belly of a great fish. That God has rewarded our generosity as a widow with her last coin. It becomes our story. And that's what the story of Scripture is. It's this place where what we say about God intersects with what we say about ourselves. 
And these stories that are our favorites, they tell us something both about ourselves and who we say God is. So if you were to ask, who is God? A theologian might tell you that God is the ontological ground of all being, that from which there cannot be anything else, which makes perfect sense and drives us to passionate singing, right? Or you might say that God, as the author of Deuteronomy does, is the one who delivered us from Egypt. If you want to know who God is, God is the one who rescues from slavery. Or we might put our own twist on it 3,000 years after Deuteronomy and say God is the one who delivered us out of Egypt and raised his son Jesus from the dead. What things are you talking about? Well, those things that took place in Jerusalem concerning Jesus of Nazareth. As Paul says, I hand on to you which was first handed on to me about Jesus of Nazareth, how he was crucified, raised from the dead, how he appeared to the disciples. That's who we say God is. God is the one who conquers death. God is the one who frees from bondage and slavery. Each one of these stories tell us something about who we believe God is. And the stories we tell matter. The stories we tell about who God is in our lives matter. Because the stories we tell will shape who we believe God is. If we are shaped by the story of the prodigal son, we believe that God is a God who will run out to meet us and embrace us when we don't deserve it. And that's some kind of God right there. If we tell the story of Easter morning, we believe that our God is a God who is stronger than death, that death is not a thing to be afraid of because God is more powerful. And that's something right there too. Each one of these stories we tell for a reason. I bet you got stories like these in your own life, too, about who you are, about who your family is. So here's one of mine. My mom's into genealogy, so I have all of these family stories, and actually we've handed on bunches of them over the, the generations. One of them is about a, 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 a great, 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 great grandfather of mine, uh, who was an Anabaptist, a dunker, and uh, uh, this war broke out uh, uh, between these local farmers and the English Empire, the British Empire, and, uh, well, the dunkers, the Anabaptists, they were convicted pacifists. They wouldn't take up arms. So there's a draft across the colonies, and the pacifists say, no thanks. We'll provide cotton, we'll provide corn, but we're not going to fight. And my great, 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 one more, maybe great, grandfather was brought to trial, convicted and sentenced to be drawn and quartered because he would rather not kill another person. He chose to be found guilty himself. That's a family story that shapes my family. We don't own guns in my family. Not that there's anything wrong with it if you do, but that's the sort of short story that shapes who we are. And it's part of our identity. Other people have other stories. 
And these stories that we tell in our families shape who we believe we are. And the same is true about the stories of Scripture. Each one of them that we choose to tell says something about who we are and who we believe God is. And when we make the stories of Scripture our story, we are saying that that's the one we believe in, the one who has transformed our lives. The same one. The same one who delivered the Israelites through the Red Sea. Who raised Jesus from the dead. Who walked on water. Who made heaven and earth. And all that is in it. That's the one that we call on in our songs. Who we turn to in our prayers. Whose story we tell again and again and again because it is our story.